0: Welcome to the Self-Improvement Book Club with Rachel. Today's book is The Empowered Empath. Now, this was quite a find. I was at the Five Below store with my children shopping for little gifts for the holidays for different people, and being a book person... I was like, whoa, this Five Below has an amazing book selection. So I I bought three and The Empowered Empath was one of them. It was merely $5. So hey, if you're by a Five Below, go grab yourself a copy and let's talk books. So this is the highly sensitive person's guide to transforming trauma and anxiety, trusting your intuition. And moving from overwhelmed to empowered. So I, in my therapy practice, work with highly sensitive people, and pass are my very, very favorite people to work with, probably because I identify as one as well and see some traits in myself about this. So not only was it a great book for my clients, but a wonderful book for myself. So if you are someone that feels a lot, then this book may be a good one for you to relate to and to help with different areas of your life. So the book starts out in chapter one, asking the question, who is an empath? So yes, some people have more emotions than others, but the difference between That in an empath is being an empath is like having a sixth sense. It's the ability to literally, quite literally, feel the pain of others and experience the emotions as if they were your own. So this can be wonderful and not so wonderful all in one. The wonderful part is that people feel really understood and seen by someone who's empathic. And the bad part, or the not so great part, is that sometimes other people's negative feelings get all over you and they feel really yucky and it's hard to protect your energy from people that may want to suck your energy out. And these are energy vampires, or toxic people that are in your life. And unfortunately, empaths feel so much for other people that they are prone to letting toxic people into their lives. One great quote from the author to put this empathic skill into perspective. The author wrote, I wondered why I was profoundly affected by other people's emotions. I believe there was something innately defective about me. So this trait can make you feel a little different growing up. Like why are you so sensitive? Why can you feel other people's emotions when most people have a normal range of feeling emotions? This isn't in the book, but I read that about 1% to 3% of the population is considered an inpath, and about 15 to 20% of the population is considered highly sensitive. So that means the bulk of people have more of a normal, if not low, sensitivity. Another point in the book is that not all highly sensitive people are inpaths but most empaths are highly sensitive. So what's the difference? Often a highly sensitive people do not experience other people's emotions as their own, but their own sensitivity is quite heightened. So highly sensitive people may get really overstimulated easily in crowds. They may hate sensory things like scratchy clothes or the way their house is put together has to be in a pleasing way. So if you think you're highly sensitive, you can always look up the Am I Highly Sensitive test online and take it. And you can see if you fit into that category. Chapter two of the book is what the empath struggles with and some of the empath's strengths. So some of the strengths are That they are natural healers. So, this is why empathic people may be in jobs like therapy or other types of work like energy healing, acupuncture, because they're natural healers. They're also highly creative and they enjoy different creative projects, they like art, music, writing. All that good stuff helps them take their emotions and express them and give them an outlet. Impasse are also not easily manipulated because they not only feel others' emotions, but they also notice tiny little nuances in behaviors, tone of voice, body language, maybe the things that people leave unsaid. So they are often able to spot a lie easily or when someone is being unauthentic. Finally, another big strength is a strong intuition. They often have gut feelings about what to do, what direction to take, how to proceed, although they cannot explain to you why they feel this way. They just know The problem becomes when they are not trusting their gut or their instinct, and that happens oftentimes because people will point out the flaws in their logic, and that can have impasse second-guessing themselves. So... Empathic people may be working in like tarot card reading or palm reading or those psychics that you're like is that real or is that not. Uh well, I think it can be real. So, that's my two cents. What are some of the struggles with the empathic person? Number 1, they can have low self-esteem because the world may judge them harshly or they are a little more sensitive to criticism because of all these heightened feelings that that can produce low low self-esteem also they are more prone to guilt and shame they struggle with shame um they hold shame they believe they may be flawed or they can't be loved and It can be a really hard struggle their whole lives with dealing with shameful feelings. Some empaths may also fall into codependent relationships because they so understand other people's emotions and want to help them and rescue them and make everything right that this leads to codependency. Also... Anxiety and resentment could become problems because of all these feelings that they may feel the world too much, become anxious. And if they do not learn to set good boundaries with others, then they often feel resentful for other people taking advantage of them. So I think any empath should learn how to set strong boundaries. And Notice that it's hard to do that for them and be compassionate with themselves as they learn these skills. Chapter three is the empath and energy. The best thing about an empath is their infectious energy, and that can make them again prone to people that want to take advantage of that, drain them of their good energy, or toxic relationships where they take and take from the empath and the empath doesn't receive anything back. So an important message in the book is protect your energy. Some common energy drains are lack of sleep, lack of alone time, violent content, so my friends, turn off the walking dead, loud noises, excessive negativity, and this could go along with people you hang out with that are excessively negative, crowded places, small talk, So don't go to your kid's birthday party and have to talk to all these moms and dads that you don't want to talk to. Feeling rushed, conflicts or arguments, and that's the bulk of it. So again, protect your energy and recharge if any of these energy draining activities are in your life too much. Chapter four is on the empath and trauma. The author says this question that she wants you to ponder. Why is it helpful for us to acknowledge our trauma? She really stresses that we all deserve self-compassion, peace, and healing. And I 100% agree. Also, knowing when our behaviors and thoughts come from trauma because we can think that the torment that you're feeling is about how someone else feels when really it's your own triggers and trauma. So sometimes that can be confusing for empaths to know what's theirs and what someone else's because they feel other people's emotions like it is their own. So understanding our trauma helps to kind of own our own stuff after we experience trauma our brain changes it changes in many ways it can be affected in our cortex which is our thinking center and our emotional regulation and fear centers so anything we see hear, touch or smell we will ask this question is this safe And if the fear center detects it is not, and maybe trauma is responsible partly for that, then you might be more reactive from there. If you're wondering what are trauma symptoms, a couple of them are shame, avoidance, extreme alertness. So this is when your hypervigilance is on is on high gear, feeling different, codependency, and difficulty maintaining close relationships because the trust isn't there. Chapter 5 is on self awareness. The author believes that self awareness is essential for empaths. I think self awareness is also essential for most people, but that's my two cents. Although I think we can all benefit from self-awareness, it is hard for many reasons. It can be difficult for us. Telling ourselves the truth hurts, and learning our imperfect parts hurts as well. So it can be difficult to analyze ourselves and recognize the good, the bad, and the ugly. Self-awareness can also be painful for others. When we grow and change, sometimes that doesn't go over well with other people in our lives. Like They want us to stay the way we were and not grow and change. There is internal and external self-awareness. Internal self-awareness defines how we see ourselves, including our values, desires, ambitions, how we fit into the world, and how we react to others and the world around us. Our external self-awareness is the ability to perceive how others see us accurately so it's important to note that the level of self-esteem plays a key role in the external self-awareness. And the author gives us a few tips on enhancing our self-awareness. Number one, get real with yourself. So this is, again, telling yourself the truth, being open to learning about who you are, mind your thoughts. So this is noticing where you're doing things mindlessly like scrolling through social media or when we are kind of on autopilot what are we thinking every day because those thoughts tend to be repetitious and the same so being mindful of that prioritizing introspection so this can be doing things like journaling or meditation also welcoming input from outside people you don't always have to agree with it but just welcoming other perspectives is so helpful and cultivating stillness so again going out for a walk being still meditating going inward are just a few skills that you can develop to up your self-awareness and moving on to chapter six, which is mental resilience. Resilience is a skill that we can build. Yes, we can. And even if you're not born with the highest resilience, you can learn coping mechanisms and help with that. One way to do this is to take small steps to get out of your comfort zone And build these skills slowly. So anytime we get out of our routine or try things new, it's really, really scary. But it builds our resilience. And we can start to learn how to calm our nervous systems, how to respond when things go in a way that we don't predict. So go in a different direction. And isn't that life sometimes? We expect one thing and we get another. So how can we handle these roadblocks, detours as they come up? One way is getting comfortable with your emotions and the range that you can feel. So sometimes the best thing you can do is stop, name your emotions, feel your emotions, Give yourself permission to have all sorts of positive, negative, neutral emotions. Explore them, let them go, and move on. So to feel the emotion fully with compassion allows it to be there while acknowledging that you are being kind to yourself. Moving on to chapter 7, which is about boundaries, and I think one of the most important things that empaths can learn, because empaths can feel all that they feel and perceive, all that they perceive and thrive without changing anyone else, but they can change themselves and they can put their healthy boundaries up to protect themselves because a healthy, Healed in path is a joy and wonder to be around. Did you know there's many, many different types of boundaries? And to think about the different types is helpful. There's physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, mental boundaries, time boundaries, energetic boundaries. If you struggle with boundaries, these things may be a sign that you need to up your personal boundaries. So if you feel like you're mistreated and you are unable to stand up for yourself, you give yourself away to the point of physical and emotional exhaustion. You are shrinking physically, emotionally just to fit in. You often feel like you give without getting much back. You prioritize others' opinions above your own. You overshare private details about yourself. You seek constant validation and approval. You feel responsible for other people's happiness. Or you regularly feel like a victim. The way I like to think about boundaries is, is this situation person thing pushing me past my emotional capability my capability to give to myself like I need to if so I need to let go of some things say no to things and remind myself that starting to set boundaries will feel awkward but in the long run it is a way to protect and maintain your own sanity The final chapter, chapter eight, is nourishing your energy. Here are some great questions to ask yourself. How will you make yourself feel nourished this week? How do you want to feel? What inspires you? Be curious and have fun. What have you always wanted to try? Some other great tips is to have a morning ritual. Maybe you journal, have a cup of coffee while enjoying the outside, if it's not the dead of winter, right? Anything that makes you feel good and rejuvenated in the morning could become your ritual. And it is, again, really important to meditate for impasse, to go within and see what's going on with yourself that day check in, look inward so that you can have that you time before the craziness of your day. And don't forget the basics. Nourish yourself with good foods, get good sleep, go out and move and get your body going so that you have that energy to keep going during the day. And it's so important to take breaks and not overwhelm yourself. The author gives a great protect your energy visualization that I can do with you here right now. You would simply take a few deep breaths, one inhale in, one inhale out. Imagine a light entering your lungs, filling your body. On each exhale, see the air exiting as gray or black smoke. So the light energy is coming in and you're letting go of all that heavy energy. Keep doing this and taking breaths in between. And as you feel ready, you can come out of this. And then from there, set an intention of how you want to go about your day. So this is a little bit on the Empowered Energy. In Path. Again, if you're out of five below, go pick it up. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a review and let us know what you think. Thanks so much. Have a great day.